Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Today on the podcast, we sit down with Sherry Zhang, scientist and CEO of the revolutionary new startup, Gino Palette. Gino Palette uses the latest research in genetics and nutrition to show individuals how to eat healthier based on their own genes. Each unique Gino Palette report tells you the 85 foods that are best for you to eat and those you might want to avoid. It details whether you should be eating low or high amounts of carbohydrates, fats, proteins like chicken or steak, what vegetables are best for you, and many other details. This summer, both Allie and I had the opportunity to try Gino Palette and were totally blown away by our results and how different they were. On this episode, we cover what we learned about ourselves through this unique genetic testing and learn how Sherry started this exciting new company. We also dive deep into genetics, food science, and so much more. We are also so happy to offer our listeners a discount to try Gino Palette. They have two options, one that is perfect for individuals who already have access to their DNA through sites like Ancestry or 23andMe, that's what I did, and an option for anyone who is new to DNA testing, which is what Ali did. You can visit www.genopalette.com and use the code CWPODCAST at checkout to receive $20 off your order. We hope you enjoy learning about your results as much as we did and are excited for you to hear this episode. This episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. If you listen to our episode with founder Carly Stein, then you already know how powerful Beekeepers Naturals products are. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Allie and I are absolutely obsessed with these products and I've been using them consistently since December when Carly was on the podcast. So Allie, what is your favorite Beekeepers Naturals product? I love the Propolis throat spray. I've used it consistently through the year and it's been my immune system's secret weapon, which makes sense since Propolis is basically the immune system of the beehive and has germ fighting properties. What about you? I love the Propolis too, especially as somebody who always had strep throat and throat infections. It has seriously changed my entire life. (laughs) 
But with that said, my favorite product is the Bee Chill Hemp Honey. Bee Chill Hemp Honey delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so that you can find your bliss. Made with USA grown hemp, it is non-psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I sleep like a baby when I take it before bed and it seriously takes the edge off of my whole day. It also hits the spot when I'm craving something sweet after dinner, which is just an added bonus. If you want to try the Propolis or the Bee Chill Hemp Honey or any of the other amazing products, you can receive 15% off your Beekeepers Naturals order by using the code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS, all one word, at checkout. Or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash courageouswellness. And you can also find the direct link in our show notes. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. Welcome, Sherry. We're so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, uh, Ali. It's my great pleasure joining you today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So just to begin, can you talk to us about your own personal journey to the work that you do? Like what made you interested in genetics and DNA and this whole world? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Will be a long story. I'll I'll make it short. Uh, I I was uh, brought up in uh, northern China. Uh, My hometown is uh, a beautiful a uh, harbor city called Tianjin. We have 15 million people today. And when I was there, it was 7 million. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of people, great seafood, best crab ever. Um, <laughs> grew up in a very loving family, nurtured me to be a very, um, I was born to be just very curious, right? And then they really nurtured that curiosity. I think that uh, looking back, that's really the one of the drivers of me pursuing a scientific career. And actually, I play piano when I was little, so it's kind of an interesting combination of the two. I, I do believe that benefit. I benefit from both, um, doing both. And you know, just curious and always want to know why and why not. And sometimes drives my teachers um, crazy and drive my mom crazy. But I think that helps to 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 become uh, who I'm, uh, who I am and what I do today. So I always uh, loved life and loved anything like uh, living things, plants, animals, people. And when I um, decided to go for a biology uh, career and the best place to to develop further after the college where I graduated from uh, Tianjin Nankai University in my hometown is to be either in Europe or in the U.S. So I pursued several scholarships and I got uh, the first one came from Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
and I accepted it and it turned out to be a wonderful PhD uh, graduate school experience. And so I moved here uh, many, many years ago and uh, developed my career uh, from Marquette all the way to Medical College of Wisconsin. And that's where I studied obesity genetics. So if you ever remember, we're talking about single gene cloning, right? Clone one gene at a time. We thought that's super cool. This is probably pre your time almost. And, and, and then all of a sudden we could do, when I just joined MCW for obesity genetics, we, be able to, we were be able to uh, do thousands of individuals at the same time and then look at millions of uh, we, we, we study something called SNPs, which is a poly, single poly, uh, single nucleotide polymorphism, which is the naturally happened mutation between an alien Erica or Erica me, right? So we just happen to have those through our ancestry. Mm. The result of two food that we were exposed to or our ancestors exposed to or the environment and so on and so forth. So that's really uh, a fascinating time. The whole scientific field, be able to, to tackle health and nutrition, wellness and fitness and anything you can imagine about hu human body with this fantastic uh, set of tool, uh, which we call sequencing based or genotyping based, right? So if you remember in 2003, where we concluded uh, the first sequencing uh, of the human um, genome project. That was the first uh, uh, genome uh, sequencing project that we concluded in 2003 that really developed uh, or leveraged, helped us to, uh, to advance the, the human genomics into something today we call it consumer genetics, right? We can provide anybody you pay the same price that you pay for a pair of uh, a good running shoes, right? One hundred fifty dollars wow. to three hundred dollars, right? You can, we can, we have a way to sequence or genotype anyone who wants to learn his or her predisposition for nutrition, health, and genealogy. So, um, so that's that's kind of my long answer to your question. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it's really, I mean, it's really interesting you bringing this up sort of as a part of your own journey and interest in your studies and then now in your professional life. But you make a good point that over the last, you know, little bit of time in the, in sort of like our, our lifespan, um, it's become so much more accessible to have this information about ourselves, right? Um, like you said, for the cost of a pair of running shoes, we can do these tests. And I know it's become more and more popular even to do genetic testing in general from a from just a curiosity point of view, like Ancestry.com and um, 23andMe, and people are interested in learning about their genetic makeup. And now you're you're sort of taking it one step further where we can use this information to learn even more about what works for us in our bodies, right? With food and nutrition. That's exactly right. So um, we started off as a, a research-backed curiosity genetics for consumer sort of a solution or service or product. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, this has been 10 years that 23andMe, Ancestry.com, and, and, and a lot of other companies are um, paving out this, this path for 
for the, the, the uh, more companies to come to provide more actionable knowledge. So that's where GenoPallet, and based on my um, my research background and the tech technology that my research be able to powering today for GenoPallet, we developed a way that not only satisfy people's curiosity for genealogy, we want to provide a tool, uh, a sharp tool into everybody's hands so you could make more informed decisions around food choices, which is so important for your wellness, as you know. Yeah. And, and I think it's so interesting, especially, you know, we live in such a time where you can get so much information, right? Especially with Instagram or the internet. So you constant, and, and of course, right, people want to be healthier and people want to eat for optimal health. Sometimes people want to eat for weight goals or whatever it may be. But when you're searching, it's so easy to find, well, keto is so popular. So I have to do um, high fat, you know, very, very low carbs and, you know, or, oh, wait, but carbs are the enemy. So I need to do like low carb and high protein and, you know, fiber diets or whatever it may be. Like there's just, there's so much information and so much confusion and so it was so great, you know, Ali and I both did, you know, we got our, our testing and we found out what our you know, what foods work for our body. And it was so fascinating because, you know, myself, right, for instance, um, it said I can have 60 to 65% of my um, calories from carbohydrates and not gain weight, right? Like that, it, it works with my body. But that's so different than Ali's results. And it's so different, right, than a lot of the food trends out there today, right? And it's not saying like I should be eating pasta every day, but I can eat, you know, like sweet potatoes and, you know, more carbohydrate rich vegetables, which isn't keto or isn't necessarily trendy, but that's what I learned works for my body, you know? And it was really interesting. Right. I'm really glad to, to, to hear. Yeah, it's the, exactly the personalized nutrition, right? That's yeah. what um, my industry sector is about. It's to use leveraging our under, current understanding of the genetics, mm -hmm. we call nutritional genetics really, is to, to, to inform you about your personal, um, the personalized recommendations for what are the uh, nutritional domains. And right. Know, crank up, crank it down, stay the same, and all the way to we actually link, as you probably see from your reports, we actually give you the food map that is most agreeable to your genetic profile. Everybody is different. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you have the, uh, the live uh, testimonials between Ali uh, uh, and Erica. <laughs> yeah, we do. And I'm so glad we got to experience that. With So I'm going to pause for a second and just explain to our listeners what what the process is with GenoPallet. So um, you either, if you have pre-existing DNA that exists, like Erica did, because she had done Ancestry, mm -hmm. she was able to submit it to you or to the platform and get her results. Um, and, and it basically generates a very user-friendly, um, easy to read for like the lay person uh, <laughs> report on basically a breakdown of macros and, and some, I believe like vitamins and micronutrients and minerals. Yeah. Even, um, like for instance, which this was not surprising to find out, but I learned, you know, I'm a low alcohol and caffeine metabolizer, both not surprising. Both things give me a lot of anxiety, but it was like, wow, I just learned I'm a low alcohol and caffeine metabolizer. Yeah. And then 
for me, I hadn't done any genetic testing. So I got the kit in the mail and you, it's super easy. You just spit into a little (laughs) plastic container, seal it, follow the instructions, seal it and mail it back. And then, you know, a few weeks you get your results. And it was really a fun process. And what was fascinating, and Erica touched on this a little bit, was, you know, as we've gone on our own health journeys and become more in tune with what we think our bodies need, right? And trusting that. I was so, um, I was sort of pleased to find that our, both of our individual results confirmed what we sort of thought we already knew because we've done so much work on ourselves and that process. And it was so fascinating to be like, wow, this, my genetic results actually reflect what I thought I was feeling about what kind of diet is best for me or optimal, optimal for me. Right. So for me, I can drink coffee every day. And my genome palette results said, hey, you're a high metabolizer for caffeine. (laughs) Not a surprise. Or I do better on a high protein diet or higher protein. Also not a surprise. Learned that the hard way through my own journey. Um, But it was so fascinating to have like the scientific results in my hand, have them be easy to read for me because I'm not a scientist. And so like, oh, this makes sense. I'm learning this about myself. And it's, it was just, it was really a cool experience. Yeah. But, but, but I also think what's really cool too, is like, I have friends, you know, like Ali and I, and I'm sure many of our listeners have done a lot of work on themselves. So it's, you know, like I said, like I always feel better when I have more carbohydrates in my diet, be that, you know, whole grain, you know, gluten-free brown, like products or, you know, um, sweet potatoes, etc. So it was like such a reconfirmation of what I, 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 always felt. But I do have friends who have no idea how to eat. Like they just don't know how to eat. They don't, they, they, again, they see whole 30 keto, whatever, and they don't know what to do. And it just, when we did this, I was like, everybody should do this because it does help you learn scientifically about your body. It sheds some light in the darkness, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I heard so many wonderful points that you just uh, just laid out. Thank you so much for for those. And yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I probably share more genes on the metabolism metabolism of the substances with you, Erica, because I'm a <laughs> metabolizer for both substances. Yeah. And I knew that, but just on that, just so you know, you do not, from now on you have the scientific proof or verification or validation, right? So now it gives you the confidence when you go out and say no or say, okay, I'm going to minimize. Or, you know, you make that sensible choice today. I'm socialized. I can have a cup, cup of, uh, you know, a, a drink or, or a glass of wine. Yeah. But the, then the next day you will be mindful about, you know, over, um, uh, you know, hydrate yourself with more water to, to subsiding the, the effect. So what happened is uh, our genotype in tested by other people in clinical trials and study find out with our genotype, when, they t- when we take more um, alcohol, for example, um, that will put more risks, risks for our cardiovascular health, mm-hmm. right? Some of these you may be able to felt for certain people, like they will felt that, that that the effect right away in their circulation. But a lot of people they don't necessarily feel that. So that's where the genetic 
insights will really help them yeah. when it's undetected. Right. That's a really good point. And I think, you know, it's interesting, especially if someone's sort of towards the beginning of their journey or are in the dark about how they feel after certain things. It takes time to get used to how really listening to how you feel after you consume certain things. Right. Um, and, and making those connections for yourself. But when you're provided sort of the basic blueprint map of, oh, let me, let me try to sort of go along with this. And then you can start to see your own sensitivities to things or how you feel really energetic when you have other, you know, when you're consuming other things. Um, it's a really nice place to start, I think. And you guys go as far as like offering food suggestions too, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, we have, I believe we walk away about more than 80 food items mm-hmm. or foods for now, but later we do, um, because people live in the reality world, they want to know among the processed foods and what kind of choices will be better than the others. So we are developing that um, that library for people as well. But right now, people walk away with a list of whole foods that, that are most agreeable to their genetic makeup um, for the on the predisposition. Um, but as you see, we arrange the, the food map such that it's very friendly for your shopping experience. Yes. Yeah, it's almost like your, your virtual grocery um, experience, right? So yeah. it's organized by aisles of seafood or alternative protein and carb and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very, I was like, I was impressed how user-friendly it was. Um, and I want to ask you a little bit about you know, we're talking about how diet specifically um, or our genes are affected by our diet. Let's, I guess I should say it that way, which goes a little bit into the um, world of epigenetics. And can you talk a little bit about what that is for anybody who's interested and how that fits into what you're doing? Sure. I actually published one of the first um genome-wide epigenomic studies on obesity and metabolic syndrome. So I have a little bit knowledge behind this. It's an ever-growing, very um, uh, relatively newer. It's been in, mm-hmm. in the concept in, in the research um, uh, realm for probably 10 years uh, or, or, or slightly more, but it, it hasn't been become a mainstream uh, application tool yet and I'm looking forward to the day that we can apply that to to GenoPilot platform as well. So epigenetics by my name, epi is a is a Greek word, it's called beyond. So as the name uh, indicates is beyond genetics. What it is really means is the uh, the link between the your genes and the environment. Mm-hmm. So there's modifications that, uh, such as methylation or cyclation, those are the, the chemical uh, m- molecules that can, uh, or, uh, or attributes that can add to um, the, the, the primary sequence of the A and T's and G and C's when um, certain triggers of the in- environmental cues happen. So for example, right, so I published a study where we found over 5,000 epigenomic locations throughout your genome will have different um, fluctuations, will change up and down in response to 
um, certain time of exposure to certain um, activities or, or eating or dieting and so on and so forth, right? So those are the, the epigenomic modifications happen. And um, we, right now we are not sure how these, um, uh, whether these changes are transient or permanent and how can they, um, the, whether it's transient or permanent, how they, the marks they left behind on our genes, if it's permanent, uh, have anything to do with our wellness and health and down mm. the road. And there's a lot of uh, very good evidence to link bit by bit, but I think, uh, again, back to my earlier point, it's a little bit early for, for us to apply that to consumer use. It's so interesting. I the more I learn about it, the more fascinated I am in it. I had um you know, this is something we talk about on the podcast and why Erica and I even started it with our own health journeys. I had a rare cancerous tumor on my back when I was 29 and I was like healthy and ate well and all the stuff. And I think, and my doctors were like, yeah, there's no real link to the type that I had, um, like known link per se. They're like, it's not sun, it's not diet, it's not, you know. Um, and they're like, it's just a genetic thing. But it's it's not like it runs in my family. Like nobody in the last two generations were cancer. Um, nobody received cancer diagnoses in my family. So it's like, why, what was going on? Like, obviously something caused it, whether we know it or not, but like what was going on in my environment or my lifestyle or whatever that set that off right inside me. Um, and I just, you know, so I'm just super fascinated with like the connection between our environmental factors, whether that be food or actual air that we breathe or, you know, stress management or whatever it may be and what goes on with our DNA. Yeah. I mean, new food introduced by agriculture, for example, that's how we got lactose tolerance, right? Mm -hmm. All the wild type genes like myself, right? We are uh, the ancient version of our genes are not supposed to have lactase expression after breastfeeding is over, mm-hmm. right? It's a very, it's a uh, energy efficiency program our body exploit, right? So it's whenever the product of our gene is not needed, we turn it off just like we switch off a light, right? It's a very fascinating mechanism and we use it all the time in multiple, multiple molecular pathways. So lactase is being uh, regulated by that because after, usually after breastfeeding, we don't need that gene. So it's for, right. you know, after five years old through, throughout your life, this 80 some years or 60 some years, and you just don't need it. It's a lot of energy wasted. So we, our body turn it off. However, 30% today, 30% of the uh, population of the adult world has that uh, uh, mutation that makes people uh, have the lactase expression turned on all the time. It's probably something to do with um, epigenetic mechanism, mm. but we're not sure exactly the molecular mechanism. We just know um, we have a very robust biomarkers which we typed in GenoPallet platform that will link you with that, uh, 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 actually it's not the diagnosis, but it's uh, it's the clinical relevance for lactose intolerance. Mm. That. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Because I've heard that, that statistic, that somewhere around 70% of adult people are lactose intolerant. Right. And yeah. 
overall, the whole, right, we have 7.7 .7 billion people. So uh, about 2 billion people will be lactose uh, tolerant. Tolerant. Or, or uh, we call it lactase persistence. Those okay. are the mutation, mutated genotype. And the rest of us are still not, right? So, I mean, counting Asians, uh, we have a denser population there. 90% of the Asian ancestry will have lactose intolerant, which mm -hmm. is again yeah. the genotype genotype so people sometimes are confused about they thought that intolerant is the new or mutated one it's actually the opposite and yeah. the europeans where you have one or two versions of that genes will make you tolerant and you can digest uh, lactose and milk sugar right so that's one of the examples where the food influence our genetics yeah it's so it's so fascinating and i think about this all the time especially you know with Ali and i are in school you know for nutrition and just the more we learn it's like the evolution like we've evolved so quickly right like you're talking about like with agriculture and just all the technology we have and you know all the franken foods we eat but we're just as as human beings like we are our genes right like our like the insides of us all these little like bugs and cells and things that are they have not evolved as quickly as the outside has evolved and so I think about this all the time where it really is like kind of it's not like new age or new to be going back to kind of what our bodies want to do right because our bodies are smart our bodies are intelligent and like tools like that you're providing give us that knowledge so that we can just feed our bodies in the, the best way for optimal long-term health. And so I wonder, how do you eat? So what is your, so like from all your knowledge and everything, I just think it's so, I'm so curious, like not only what is your, you know, uh, genetic makeup of food, but what do you eat? Like what does a day look like for you based on your knowledge? Yeah, I eat very intuitively with, the fundamental knowledge provided by Genopilot, really. I'm not very, um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a creative person. So with that, I don't like to be really boxed. So with that style, I'm not like counting every single calories and, and you know, chop my vegetable and to the, to the precision of grams, that kind of deal. Uh, I love food. I grew up, I have a most wonderful uh, chef grandma who brought me up, who just kind of trained my palate to be very adventurous and everything. I'm very open-minded. My son is not, I, I didn't do the as good job as my grandma and my mom did, but uh, it's very interesting, you know, the early stage of the exposure, really train your palate to be different. Um, but to your, to your point, to your question, Erica, I uh, took my lactose out completely from my my cuisine and also because um, i i know my genotype from geno palette and i know uh my my i have a son 12 years 12 years old he's his ancestry is presumably 100 percent asian as well so but we didn't type his father we didn't have a mean to do that and then so he uh so i said you know ryan you need to be tested and this is when he was 10. So he's one of our youngest uh, tester. Yeah. I'm really thankful for his, uh, his uh, signing up. And he spit in a tube just like us, did, very cute. And 
he gave me a lot of uh, provided a lot of uh, feedback for the experience and all that as a as a young um, young uh, 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 subscriber. And he, sure enough, he's actually also lactose intolerant. And because of that, I'm a, a caregiver right, of the household. So I I really changed how our refrigerator is organized. And yeah. now we don't see regular milk. We have he and I also. Uh, have different preference for uh, uh, lactose-free options, and he, I I hate lactate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like kefir. I like fermented stuff, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like those. He like lactate, right? So I think that gives us um, really the informed decision-making tool to make the you know with all the options out there, we we uh, be able to navigate through the landscape and what else and. The, the fact that I'm a slow metabolizer of uh, caffeine and also alcohol really helped me to say, no, you know, my body uh, really cannot process it. And I'm going to do uh, another option for myself uh, when I, you know, got to choose those substances um, in alcohol or, or, or tea or, or coffee. And other things are just uh, looking for um, on the top of, on, the, on my, uh, uh, top uh, top foods uh, on the list of the top foods, and I choose the ones that I like more. <laughs> so I don't know whether that's uh, uh, throwing too much of the bias there, but I think all the, the top foods that I know are good for my genes, and I would choose you know mangoes versus um, persimmons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. I, I don't know how. How um, how long you've been shopping for your jeans, and can you share your experience so far? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Like Erica had said, we are both doing um, integrative nutrition school right now, and we've both been on a, a bit of a journey with what works for our our diets, our personal diets, prior to even coming to Gino Palette. So I think since it's since we I've done the. Um, Te- or the, I guess it's a test, but since I've, I've done the testing and received my results, it just more has confirmed, um, a way in which I sort of was already leaning towards, um, for myself as far as like higher proteins, but quality proteins. And it's interesting because I was vegetarian for four years and I had, then I had some surgeries and I was really, really, really craving red meat after it. And, but like, I could honestly never eat a piece of chicken. Like I didn't have any desire for that. I mean, I eat it now sometimes, but I, I went back to eating some quality meat products. And it was funny because normally what my body craves when I do want meat is red meat of some kind, like with a lot of, I don't know, iron nutrients in it. And every suggestion on from Gino Palette for me in the in the proteins types of proteins, um, not the alternative ones, but like the the animal proteins were all dark meat or red meat. There was no poultry. There was no like. And I it's so funny because that's what I crave. That's what my body wants anyway. And I was like, huh, okay, maybe that's right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's just again like been more of a guide for me, like. Oh, something I already felt. Now it's sort of that confirmation. Like, yeah, this does work for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like just that trust, like I, 
I gave up alcohol last year for a few months and I felt so much better. Obviously, this was before I did the testing. And um, when I would have coffee too many days in a row, I would notice my anxiety increasing. So like things like that, when it was like, oh, you're a low alcohol and caffeine metabolizer. I was like, huh, that is not surprising. But again, like you said, just helps make informed decisions. So if I'm going to have a drink, maybe I just have one glass of wine and stop there because I know, and like you said, really hydrate the next day. Or if I'm really craving a coffee, you know, make that mindful choice that I'm going to have a cup of coffee, but the next day, do I really need it? Um, because I know it's not going to make me feel good. And yeah, the, the carb thing was really, um, exciting to find out because even with all the knowledge that I do have about nutrition, it can get really confusing, especially I do feel like we're in a time where like keto is really popular, for instance. So it's like very low carb and very like good, you know, hopefully good fats. I know some people do keto and they just eat everything, but you know, I, I think I do feel good when I have like good high quality fats, but when I take out carbohydrates completely from my diet, I do not feel good. Um, but I'd kept experimenting with that because there is so much good research to a very high fat, low carb diet. So when I got my testing and it was like, no, like 60% of your calories can come from carbohydrates and you'll be good. I was like, wow. Like it just, again, I was like, no wonder it helped me trust myself more, you know? So that was really fun to find out. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. yeah. Um, love to hear more as you continue. More. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Sherry, like, you know, Erica makes a point that there's so many, especially in the wellness world, you know, even the wellness world sometimes is described as just like a bow, a, a bow yeah, a, on diet culture, right? Like a new way to just kind of mask diet culture, like in a different, present it in a different way. But, you know, the more we study, we learn about just like eating a whole foods diet, right? Like real foods, which is again, what now um, on Gino Palette, you guys are in the phase where you're just presenting some good whole food options. Do you think that like, there's a way in which this work, this research can, can really influence us from kind of moving away from this idea of trendy diet culture, which has existed for quite a long time, at least in the US. Something I, I just noticed was like, you know, I think people get confused that they don't, that they need all types of macronutrients, right? And maybe the it looks different quantity wise for Erica versus for me, right? But that as human beings, we need to fuel ourselves with all of that. And, and can you speak to that as far as like, do you ever get, um, or do you ever hear testimonials of people being like freaked out that they're told that, you know, you should be consuming this many carbohydrates? Um, I think people sign up has a, a big appetite, right? Mm. For knowledge. Yeah. I think I kind of uh, set the stage up right already, but yeah, there is like people like, surprised for for you know good or good emotion or bad emotion at the time but this is a science right you right. do you want to you know spend a hundred two hundred dollars or all this time and, and mentality and investment to find out something you already know or you want to find out something yeah. Unknown, yeah. right i right. think 
I mean, being a scientist, I am attracted to unknown and I'm attracted to how to harness that power of and become known, right? And then so that's what knowledge is about. So our we are really creating whether you call it a testing or personalized nutrition, we're really providing the world more intelligence around nutrition mm. about yourself, right? And it's ongoing because the, the beauty of this field is fast growing and evolving, and we're gonna have very robust um, updating a schedule so that you know down the road hopefully a quarter from now or half a year from now you experiencing the new research and the new knowledge right and consolidated by our, our platform to you so i think um yeah i, I think we, we're servicing so many bodies so many people for wonderful reason and there are people from all you know all parts of that spectrum right and I, I think we, we just embrace that because that's exactly what personalized nutrition is about. It's about yeah. you. It's not about, you know, the, the one next to you or some generalized knowledge anymore. It's the, the whole field of nutrition, whether it's through Genome Palace doing DNA or microbiome and some other things. I think everybody is going towards personalized. personalized yes. Nutrition. It has to be. Yeah. And I think you make a good point there. I think that's probably what ultimately will kind of fight against the trend, the diet trends is this idea of that we are all bio individual, individual, right? Like we all have bio individuality. You now have a platform where you're making the science behind it more accessible to the individual person. And that what works for her may not work for me. And, and the same thing for anyone. And so that, that it's like a tool to further empower yourself against, oh, well, this, this person out here says I should be doing this. And this person says I should be doing this. But it's like you don't actually know until you figure out what works for you. So I think that, you know, you make a good point there. Um, so you're saying that there's like, some things on the horizon. Yes, nutrition and this whole field is constantly changing. There's so much new research. There's so much like sort of um, combating theories of things. I know like oftentimes studies in nutrition are not always like the best, right? You know, there's all different sorts of like media doctors who present different things. And um, so what are your goals or vision for Gino Palette? you know, in the future, maybe a year from now or five years from now, what do you hope to continue to, to build upon um, with this platform? Sure. Um, our vision is really having personalized knowledge empowered by genetics and, and more. Right? Anything that will we evaluate and will be instru instrumental, uh, useful, valuable to personalize uh, personalization of your nutrition wellness will take it out right so we're very agnostic about it but we will always be best at the genetics because that's the foundation we we believe the power of genetics and we'll always do um, but ongoing we think providing that will be able to empower people to to access their optimal health and maintain it right live longer live happily live in a more efficient way and leave saving money at the same time, right? You don't have to save time, save, save effort and save money and spend the time with the people you love, right? So uh, that's one. I think um, another reason I'm doing this is because I saw the society suffering because I, I saw all this 
crazy stat about two thirds of our American adults population are either obese or uh, overweight and all this metabolic syndrome epidemic and pre-diabetic situations are, are, are roaring. So soaring in, in our society and, and now affecting our kids, right? So um, my another um, uh, uh, mission of ours at the Genopala is to buy providing personalized nutrition help individuals, we eventually will help the whole society to gain the health and, 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 the, and wellness and, and as a whole. So that's really what um, we would like to achieve or we'll, or we'll never stop until we, we, we do it. But also from the intelligence and technology fun part of it, we want to change uh, how people eat. We want to change how people access knowledge. Right, and I was studying in the, you know, we call it ivory tower, right, for many years, and there's a, such a big disconnect between the well-done science and knowledge, all this talent and wisdom, and the application that to, to really solve real-time problems today, right? There's always this 20 years of a, a gap, you know, we just, we couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for us. I know we have, it's never perfect science. Science is always evolving. We always have a miss and hit. But I think the benefit we provide by knowing it uh, versus not knowing it is incrementally valuable and meaningful. So that's that's why we started this three years ago, and now we we're getting better and better every day. So. Thank you so much for, for being part of it. No, that's amazing. And I love too. I just, you guys also send out emails, which I think is really helpful. Like after you do your testing, like you get, you know, emails being sent to you about diet and nutrition. And it's just, it's really wonderful what you guys are doing. So thank you for doing that. Um, as we wrap up, we always ask a couple of wrap up questions. And the first is, you know, as this busy entrepreneur who's doing so much, um, what are some ways that you take care of yourself? Like what are some of your personal self-care practices? I really try to, uh, I have two babies. One is my son, one is Gino Pallet. And, um, and I love my husband and my family. So I, I, I think, I don't know, I just try to spend time, uh, quality time, be there for both. Uh, and when I'm there, I'm really there for, for each of them. And it really helps me to really focus and, and get all the quality for myself and also be able to to give out back to to all these wonderful wonderful entities, um, and 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 eat a lot of good food. That's <laughs> really that makes me happy. That's good. I love that. Um, and then we also ask all of our guests, and you're you're a scientist, so it, this might be um a little bit in a way harder. <laughs> Because you, I'm sure you have many, but do you, as just as Sherry, have a, a book that has been particularly inspiring to you over the course of your journey? And it doesn't have to do, it doesn't necessarily have to do with what we're talking about. But it can. Uh, it can. But something that you would recommend um, anyone who's looking to go into this, you know, into the this field of academia or research, research or science, anything, um, or even entre- be, becoming an entrepreneur. Is there anything you would recommend that's been a part of your journey? Yeah, I do. I, I think probably you, you, many people have heard that and probably read it, Good to Great, right? Mm-hmm. The book's name is Good to Great. Mm-hmm. It's well done. It, it's about uh, companies 
but it's on established companies, how to turn a good company to a great company, but people use it for turning a, a wonderful person to a great person mm -hmm. or organization. So to, to great, how do you do that transformation? How do you maintain that greatness? I think that there's, I would highly recommend that book and has a lot of research and, and did done up to back it up. It's a wonderful work. And I, I think people will benefit from that. Yeah. Thank you so much. And so if anyone wants to find you on the internet or try Gino Palette, where can they find you? It's very easy. Just go to our website. Uh, we have a very comprehensive website. Uh, you pretty much get 90% of the information there, genopilot.com. Um, but if you still have remaining questions, I would love to be connected with you. Just write to hello at genopilot.com and that would uh, personally will review all the directed uh, inquiries and questions. I'd love to be involved. That's so great. And you can find all of that information as well in our show notes. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's so much fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.